Welcome back to the Mayor Bloomberg cast, the Bloomheads. Uh, how, you, how are all you little Bloomheads doing out there in the audience? I'm sorry, this sucks. <laughs> hey, welcome back to the Lattice Podcast. Uh, we just got done. We're watching a little bit of the debates. The first, uh, the, it was less of a debate, more of a gangbang. <laughs> Making fun of Mayor Bloomberg. It was real good with me as the Stereos Coconos. Hey, hi. Hey, uh, yeah, it's Wednesday now we're recording this. The debate is still going, and we had to tap out. Like, I couldn't watch those old people murder each other anymore. It was like old person fight club. What do they call that? Elder side? Senile side? What's it called when you kill? Elder abuse? No, there's a specific word for killing old people. I don't remember what it is. It's got to be elder side. Regicide is killing a king. Uh, Cocoside is what I do every day at work, which is get in there and kill it. I mean, it's kill a, it in the advertising game. It's on the Midsommar Wikipedia, Wikipedia page. <laughs> hey, let me look it up. Uh, yeah, no, I wanted to watch this one real bad because it's the um, the first lovely debate. I don't care that much. I'll look it up later. That's fine. <laughs> it's Elder Side. Elder Side. Right. But it's, it's Mike Bloomberg's entrance into the debate stage. Yeah, I predicted. See, I predicted that he, first of all, uh, if you have not read that awesome article about Mike Bloomberg and the dossier of terrible shit he said to women, dude, some of it is explicit. Like, some of it, it wasn't like Trump, I want to oingo boingo on her titties. Some of it is like real gross. I'd like to point out for the just. Not that I'm a huge defender of our current president. At no point did President Trump say, quote, I want to oingo boingo on her titties. <laughs> That's something Mike Cernovich said that President Trump didn't do. Okay, okay. Well, even better than that. Then. <laughs> Let me say, what I'm saying is that Trump is like downright wholesome compared to what <laughs> Bloomberg saying. Dude, it's gross. Like, there's what he's like. If uh, she was like, there's a female associate. They were in a room, and there was a bunch of people, like shareholders, disagreeing with what Michael Bloomberg was saying. And after they got out, she was like, he was like, if everyone of them wanted to fuck you too, would you let? It was like real, like killing baby. You like kill your fetus. What you're talking about is, I believe this little booklet that was put together by some of Bloomberg's employees in the. In 1990. Yeah, they kept like a like a burn book, except they thought it was very charming. Like they were sitting around g- giggling about how their boss was telling their employees to fucking kill their babies so another one of them didn't get maternity leave. It was a book <laughs> called, quote, The Wit and Wisdom of Michael Bloomberg. It was a booklet that Bloomberg's employees that collected all his, quote, hilarious sayings. They gave it to him on his 48th birthday in the year 1990. Um, I don't think the baby killing thing was in the book. I think that's another thing. Yeah, I mean, that's... They're both bad. How about the... Look, I'm saying they're both bad. I just don't want to spread disinformation. Here's what gets me. Okay. okay, here's one. Ready? Okay. What do I want? I want an exclusive 10-year contract, an automatic extension, and I want you to pay me, and I want a blowjob from Redacted. Have you seen Redacted? Not bad for 50. I want to know what fucking celebrity he is talking about. I want to know so bad, and I cannot... I've been Googling all fucking day. I cannot find a news outlet that published the name of the celebrity. What if it's somebody weird? I need to know i assume he's talking about madonna i'm gonna assume he's talking about madonna wait was madonna 50 in 1990 was this when that came out this came out in the year 1990 how fucking old is that would make madonna like 80 isn't madonna like 90 so mike bloomberg got fucking gangbanged on stage it was you need to add the brazzers thing before that because he first of all he looked like a deer in the fucking headlights my prediction was that he would not know how to... He was going to have the Andrew Yang problem where he couldn't, like, interrupt effectively. But he did the opposite, which is before he started talking, he's like, let me finish, let me finish. He just... He had this look in his face the whole time like a deer in the fucking headlights. And I have no idea what he thought was going to happen tonight. But it seemed like he had no idea what to say. Like, when they bring up stop and frisk, when they bring up all of this shit about him, like, telling women in his office to get a 
abortions. He was just like, hey, I apologize for it. Like, there's this one awesome moment where Bernie is like, Michael Bloomberg pays a lower effective tax rate than the middle class. And Bloomberg was like, well, who wrote the law? And Bernie's like, excuse me? And he says, well, who wrote the law, Senator Sanders? And Bernie's like, I can assure you, I did not write that law. Like, what? What did you think was going to happen? Uh, Pete sucks. Did you see that fucking weird Nigerian astroturfing thing? No. With I- pe- oh, this is amazing. Okay. So there's this account on Twitter.com, right? And it is a ostensibly a Nigerian man who is just super duper interested in American politics, right? So much so that the only thing he tweets about is Bitcoin, selling the account, and then suddenly just a flood of tweets about how much he loves Pete Buttigieg. And some people came out and accuse this account of being a senior Mayor Pete staffer. And he's like, nope, I'm just a Nigerian who really loves Mayor Pete. And then the account tweets out something like, Liz, this is stage four. (laughs) It's time to go. Or something like that. And then this article comes out on BuzzFeed. A couple days ago, it's like, we talked to the guy behind the Nigerian Mayor Pete Ass, the alleged uh, Nigerian astroturfing account. It's not an astroturf. It's just a Nigerian who really likes Mayor Pete and did it as a joke. But the only source they have is emails from a personal email. I'm like, this is a, you're getting Heather asked, you assholes. This is just some Mayor Pete staffer intern wearing a Groucho Marx mustache, a pair of fake glasses, and a big plastic nose emailing you, no, I'm definitely a Nigerian man. There's no fucking way. I did not know about any of this. There's no fucking way. And the first thing, I knew it. I knew it before it even came out, that fucking tweet. Because the bio was something like, I love wine, coffee, and travel. I was like, do you pull that from every white girl's Tinder profile ever? That is that is like if you looked up generic text for a bio of anything, that is what a robot would produce after reading 100,000 Tinder bios. <laughs> I'm looking for a candidate with a sense of humor, and there's nobody funnier than America's mayor, Mayor Did Pete. you know he's the first gay... <laughs> I don't much care for that comment. Okay. <laughs> Let me look something up. Go for it. Yeah, I saw something on ABC. I just pulled it up. It says, uh, last week, Pete Buttigieg wrote an op-ed in a major South Carolina newspaper saying his campaign had, quote, proudly partnered with local businesses citing Diane's Kitchen in Chester and Atlantis, Re- Atlantis Restaurant in Monarch's Corner. But... ABC called us restaurants and they were like, we didn't partner with the Buttigieg campaign. Those guys just ate here. We just served them dinner. And now people are just like, I proudly support. Oh, wait, that's my Bernie Sanders impression. (laughs) He's like, I proudly support black businesses. Yes, I tipped them a whole 12%. How many times? This is like the fifth time Mayor Pete has lied about black people liking him. How much do black people fucking hate Mayor Pete that he cannot even pay a actual IRL black person to be like, be like, yeah, you know what? This guy's pretty swell. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, Didn't you tell me a long time ago that Mayor Pete sent out some sort of email. What was? Oh, I don't think yes. you ever talked about that on the show. Um, for the Douglas plan. The Douglas plan. The Douglas plan was Mayor Pete's uh, clone of Kamala Harris's like this bizarre Pell Grant initiative. Mm-hmm. It was like it was going to reverse stu- not reverse but pay off student loans, but only for. People who graduate from college, who have a Pell Grant, and who start a business, and who also employ, like, X number of people, and also stay in business for at least two people, which is like, who's going to have money to start? And he, Bill says, he was like, I'm naming this after the first black abolitionist, uh, Thomas Douglas, or whatever the dude's name was. And it's like, who is going to have money to start a business immediately after college? White people. <laughs> so it, it doesn't even accomplish what it sets out to accomplish. But then he sent out, he bought an email list 
of black people and sent it out. It was just like an explainer of the Douglas plan. And then there was a fine print at the bottom that said something like, if you do not unsubscribe to this email, we will consider you a supporter of the Douglas plan. Yes. <laughs> and then he sent out this thing. It was like 500,000 South Carolina, black South Carolinians love the Douglas plan. And then, of course, it comes out like two weeks later that half of those people were white <laughs> because they bought a list from like a SEO black hat shit in India or something. They probably bought that list from you i thought amy klobuchar had some good hits tonight like i think she's i think she said the line that like everyone but bloomberg is saying where she was like we already have like a rich douchebag in the white house we don't need a richer bigger douchebag that can clean even more of someone's vagina and make someone's vagina smell even better mr bloomberg and then it was like Ooh. oh did you notice that tonight Everyone in the audience was going like, ooh. Yeah, what the fuck? This debate was a real town hall clusterfuck. Like, what was going on? There was way too much audience participation. People were talking over each other much more than they were when Andrew Yang was on that stage. I blame the fact that there are no minorities up there. I don't know how that fits into this puzzle here, but I'm sure that's the cause of it. Um, A.B. Klobuchar really, like, Minnesota angry realness today, like soccer mom. Like, the kind of anger you can only cultivate screaming at your son's soccer coach. (laughs) (laughs) You put in Kevin right now! You put Kevin in the game right now! I drove 40 minutes through the snow to see Kevin kick that ball! Yeah, and you know, I I don't want to defend A.B. Klobuchar, but that thing about the Mexican president was fucking shit. I don't know if you were here for this, but they started just did you see that awful fucking telemundo interview she did where she could not remember the name of the mexican president i did not i'm gonna say if you're gonna sit down with telemundo you should probably know the name of the mexican president well the long and short of it is she just dodged the question she she couldn't dodge it anymore and the guy just straight up asked like what is the name of the mexican president she couldn't say it but like are we not forgetting how uh joe biden forgot obama's name like literally about two months ago during a town hall i know and also at one point like obama was like there's 53 states like i you know obviously these people are on camera 24 hours a day they're gonna fuck some stuff up yeah I thought that Klobuchar did a pretty good job of defending herself against that charge in the debate tonight. Like, and I thought it was pretty cool of Warren to come to her defense. Yeah. Uh, especially after Warren called her health care plan a, quote, post-it note. And she's like, I invented post-it notes. I'm from Minnesota. <laughs> I don't, I really don't like any of Klobuchar's policies. But I really like Amy Klobuchar. She's super sassy. She's real sassy. She's like... Like, if you ever got ghosted by a guy, she would drive over to that guy's house and throw a brick through his window. Yeah, she would beat the shit out of Like, I am most afraid of Amy Klobuchar. Like, out of presidential candidates, I could beat up. Here's a list. Okay. Obviously, Bernie Sanders. He already had a heart attack. I could beat the shit out of Bernie Sanders. Oh, my God. You you could blow on him and he would fall over. I could beat the shit out of uh, Elizabeth Warren, obviously. Yeah, clearly. I could probably beat the shit out of Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden, I think Biden and Bernie are tied for easiest to defeat because you look at Joe Biden's eyes and his eyes are now so dark. They look like in a 90s sci-fi movie when an alien takes over someone's body. Yeah. I like just black swirling orbs of just sick sadness. I feel like I feel like you could probably you could probably take like a trapper keeper and give Joe Biden a really bad concussion. And trapper keepers, by the way, not very strong. Not very strong at yeah. all. Amy Klobuchar, though, would put me in a fucking coma. Yeah, I no. am terrified of her. I b- firmly believe if she had a bat, she could kill a very large man. And I like to point out that Mayor Pete Buttigieg did fight in the Iraq War, and I am more scared of Amy Klobuchar. I am more scared of Amy than Pete. I would rather fight Pete. Like, with my bare hands, I would rather fight Pete than fight Amy. I think Bloomberg is interesting because his face is really craggy. Like, not Edward James almost, like, face of the moon craggy, but he has, like, a lot of wrinkles and and rich guy, old guy fat, but then he's also clearly had like a lot of plastic surgery and work done so i think like you land a bunch of punches on his face i don't think he can feel it i think he's botox to shit and back michael bloomberg looks like has the death stare of a 
Vanderbilt on his seventh heart <laughs> transplant. Yeah, it's like there's something dead in that man. Like his soul has left his body a long ass time ago. And now he's just waiting to, till one day God wins the nightly dice roll. <laughs> Whether he moves on to the next plane or not. That man is not right in the head. I can see it. I can just fucking see it. The thing about Bloomberg, and I was talking about this uh, off air, is... Because everybody's saying, like, Bloomberg and Trump are both rich people who've said horrifically misogynistic things. And again, I know we talked about this earlier, but just in case you didn't hear about this, apparently, like, a pregnant employee went to Michael Bloomberg and was like, I'm pregnant. And the first words out of his mouth were, kill it. Kill it. So she uh, sued. And it was settled. There's a non-disclosure agreement. But there was another employee there, a a dude, who was not party to the non-disclosure agreement. He was like, yeah, I was there. It was horrible. It was really, really bad. He was like, I think Michael Bloomberg thought he was being funny. Oh, no. Did you hear what he said after he said kill it? Uh, After he said kill it, then he said, great, that's 16. Like, there's 16 women in his office on maternity leave. Oh, he's counting? Yeah, he was counting. So he was keeping a runny tally of the number of women that got knocked up. Jesus fucking Christ, It's real. Like, it's real bad. Like, if you haven't seen the article, please go read it. Because it it is not even funny. I mean, it's funny. It's hysterical. Oh, it's funny to us now. (laughs) But see, the, the thing, this is what I think is happening. Because apparently, like, he did not grow up rich. I don't know. I assume he was upper middle class. But he was, like, an engineer. Like, he went to school for engineering. And so I think he's this really big fucking math nerd who is trying to act like they do in the movie Wall Street. You know what I mean? Like, he's being like, hey, check out that broad's tits. Hey, kill that baby. Hey, over hey suck kill my- that baby. <laughs> get that line from Wall Street. Yeah, remember when Gordon Gekko said, greed is good. Killing babies is better. <laughs> Capitalism rules. And then remember when he literally uh, sucked the blood out of a poor person? He went, I'm also Dracula. Blah. And then he ate the poor person's baby. Yeah. Yeah, classic scene, one and Classic scene. Look, look, there's a reason Wall Street's a classic film. There's a reason it's a classic film. <laughs> um, but uh, I think he's trying to be big time with all this bullshit. Whereas, like, someone like Trump is clearly a lot more comfortable. Like, he was born rich and he's been told he was great his whole life. So, like, Trump doesn't have to overdo it to this Bloombergian extent. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, as far as, like, Trump, if Trump is going to say something gross, it's going to be like, look at a tits. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> tell me to kill their babies. I know. Like, if, if Donald Trump goes, hey, check out those tibbies. I want to go oingo boingo, much like classic 1980s prog rock band, oingo boingo. I don't want to work. I just want to slap on those tibbies all day. <laughs> Now, that's wholesome. That's not what Bloomberg does. Bloomberg's just like, hire Madonna to give me a blowjob. I, I do believe it was Madonna, and I'm going to subscribe to that theory from now on. I think it was Madonna. I can't think of any. Okay. What if it was like Betty White or something? No, no. Okay. I'm put, we have to figure out who this is. Again, I'm going to pull up the exact quote from the wit and wisdom of Michael Bloomberg. He says here on page six... He goes, what do I quote on negotiations? What do I want? I want an exclusive 10-year contract, an automatic extension. I want you to pay me, and I want a blowjob from blank. Have you seen blank lately? Not bad for 50. Who's 50 years old in 1990? 1990. All right, it's currently 2019. So so 1990, 2000, 2010, 30 years ago. So they were, so this person is now... 81 years old. Look up how old, how old is... Look up all of the Golden Girls. I really don't think he was... Met. Okay, the only one you would want oral from is Rue McClanahan. I'm looking up Madonna's age. Okay. Because I don't think these numbers are adding up, bro. All right. Uh, celebrities in their 80s. I'm looking this up. Madonna's 61. That doesn't make any no, sense. No, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. What about Cher? 
Could have been Cher. Could have been Cher. So Cher is 73. Apparently Joan Rivers would be in her 80s today. Cindy Lauper, 66. No, but then she would have been in her 30s then. Hmm. I know. Celine Dion. Celine Dion's at 80. <gasps> so I know who it is. Who is it? I know who it is, and you're not going to know who this is. It's Sophia Loren. Who is Sophia Loren? Sophia Loren. I think she was... Here, let, me, let me look her up on, I, on IMDb. Shit. This is real detective work. We're doing better journalism. <laughs> Than the Washington Post? Of yeah. course we are. Sophia Loren was a famous Italian uh, movie star, famously beautiful. Uh, in America, we know her kind of for her, her work done a little bit later in life. For example, remember the movie Grumpy Old Men? No. Do you, okay. Do you remember the movie Grumpier Old Men? No. Okay, well, Sophia Loren was the love interest in both. Could have been Sophia Loren. It could have been Jane Fonda. Oh, Jane Fonda's a good one. It could have been Bridget Bardot. I think it's Bridget Bardot. And it also could have been I Dream of Genie star Barbara Eden, who's 88 this year. Mm. Julie Andrews is 84, but I don't think you say that about, about Julie Andrews. I was going to say Flojo, but... Who's Flo? Oh, you mean Florence Henderson? The runner. I don't know who Flo look, look, look it up. She's okay. like a real famous dragon. And he doesn't seem to care much for the blacks. Though. Yeah. Flo Joe. Flo- oh, Florence Griffin. Florence Griffith Joyner. Oh, she passed away in 1998. Oh, oh poor yeah. thing. Um, How old was she in 1994, though? That's the year this it, came out. It easily could have been her. I'm not, I'm not ruling her out. I'm not ruling out Flo Joe. I'm going to operate under the idea that it was Cher until new information comes to me. But I'm putting my money on Cher. I'm putting my money on either Sophia Loren or Bridget Bardot. Because there's something about actual boomers where they're really into, like, these European... Movie starlets from the 60s and 50s. Our boomers like the stupidest shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm well aware of that. Um, all right. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this with more Loudest Podcast. We are back. Loudest Podcast. Second segment. Now, Sriracha, you went on a YouTube adventure this I week. I just, I watch a lot of YouTube during the day because I work from home, so I don't have anybody to interact with. So I just like turn on, I watch a lot of vlogs, mm-hmm. a lot of weird shit like that. And I stumbled upon this awful fucking, let me tell you, let me tell you, there is nothing on the face of this planet that fucking poor people love more than, more than shitting on other poor people is giving other poor people terrible fucking financial advice. Like I watched this video today. I fucking hate the Dame Ramsey, like, well, you stop eating in restaurants and you pay down your debt, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't know. I just don't like it. I think it's out of touch and disingenuous. So I watched this video today about this guy. It's The channel is called Minority Mindset, and it's a real, like, boomer, lot, like, stop buying latte, like, yeah. self-help your way out of debt shit, yeah. <laughs> which I fucking cannot stand. And this guy was like, Here's the video is titled something clip 80 like here's why Americans are poor dot 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 and in it he postulates that if you take the $500 you're paying towards your car note and you invest that in like just an S&P 500 index fund or something mm-hmm. you'll have uh $150,000 in Five years, and in 30 years, you'll be a millionaire. But I do not, you cannot convince me, you cannot fucking convince me that there is someone out there who has no so little money that they do not have any money in savings that has a $500 car note. I don't believe it. I do not believe it. You cannot convince me. <laughs> well, I think the problem with that advice is... You assume that someone can free up $500. Also... Like, for example... They need that car to get to work. I was about to say you can't drive to work in an index. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's exactly. Like, like, um, you know, a lot of this, a lot of this advice is really fucking easy. Right. Like, I see so much like bullshit. Poor people shitting on other poor people. Like, the why does this poor person have an iPhone? Well, because if you look at these statistics, it is probably the only computer that they have access to. And uh, like, just dumb, stupid bull. Like, cut out your five dollar a day coffee. Well, what what is that like? Five times thirty. That's one hundred fifty dollars a month. Yeah, that'll pay your fifteen hundred dollar rent. Well, also like they're. Poor people aren't buying $5 a day coffee. Like, that's a really easy straw man argument. Um, yeah, when people are like, oh, and you know what? 
Let's take it to millennials for a second. It's always millennials. Yeah, because when people are like, oh, millennials, uh, stop eating avocado toast. You know, avocado toast costs like, doesn't really cost that much. You get an avocado, you get a piece of toast. Or if you're out to eat with your friends, avocado toast is probably one of the cheapest things you can get. Like if you're out to breakfast with your friends. Yeah, you, what an avocado like costs what? Like a dollar? Yeah. That's like New York avocado price. Yeah, an avocado costs a dollar. A loaf of bread costs like a, costs like a two bucks. But like, but still, you know, if if you go if you're socializing, if you're meeting up with your friends, which is really important because the way I got into advertising was through a friend. Um, I had a buddy who worked at an agency and he was offered a job. He couldn't do it that week. And he was like, can you be in San Francisco tomorrow? And I was like, yes, I was unemployed. It was during the great recession. I was like, whatever it is. Yes. Like, um, you know, making relationships and like having people you can lean on is important. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean you don't you don't gotta convince me. Like I'm not one of these people that subscribe to the idea that if you're fucking uh, have student debt, you should never see the inside of a restaurant. But it's just like stupid. I see so much stupid bullshit, and the number of people that agree with it really fucking pisses me off. I saw uh, that dumbass Christmas video resurfaced on my timeline again. What Christmas video? Oh God. Okay. So there's this video. I forget. I could not name the YouTube or Instagram financial guru or whatever the fuck, but she put this video up on Instagram live. That was like, uh, we're not, but the gist of it was we're not buying Christmas presents for our kids because we prefer to invest that money in like buying a new roof or expanding our house or something. And she went on like this five minute long explainer of it. And for, first of all, right off the fucking bat, I am not taking any goddamn financial advice from anyone who refers to buying Christmas presents as a bad investment. That is an oxymoron. That is hot ice. That's like saying, wow, this whiskey bottle makes a really terrible toilet. Yeah. It- of course it does because it's not a fucking toilet. It is not intended. You do not buy Christmas presents for your children with the idea that they will increase in value. That is the minimum bare floor requirement for something to be considered an investment is you need to think it will go up in value. I do not buy Kellogg's cereal with the idea that one day this cereal is going to be worth $5. This box that I bought for two. I bought it because I like fucking cereal. I don't know. And the number of people... Like, agreeing in the comments. Also, by the way, just throwing this out there, if you are buying Christmas presents for a chil- ch- children under the age of five, you are on fu- you're playing on fucking easy mode. <laughs> you're playing dominoes with one person. You could just go to the dollar store and buy them a basket of candy. They will shit their pants. Yeah, I remember one time um, uh, a friend of mine got his niece a, like, a $2 makeup compact and it was her favorite gift that year. Like, all these fucking robot dogs that teach you Spanish, like, went by the wayside. Like, all the Harry Potter magic wands. She was just like, oh, shit. Makeup like mommy has. Thanks. It's, they're like birds. You yes. just fuck the $50 toy. They want the box to play in. Ah, uh, just it, it, it triggers me. I don't know why. It just well, really triggers, triggers you because I mean this whole rich dad poor dad shit. Yeah, okay. Don't eat out five nights a week. Like, learn to cook some basic things. Granted, who the fuck doesn't cook? I mean, besides New Yorkers, I've met a lot of New Yorkers that like to brag about the idea that they can't cook, which I don't understand. It's just following directions, it's like bragging that you can't put together IKEA furniture. Yeah, I know. No, it's definitely <laughs> weird. But like, uh, but I'm saying like uh, table stakes. Okay, yeah, we could all cut back a little bit. But when this, like, rich dad, poor dad bullshit comes out, it definitely does bother me because, like, you remember how a couple years ago, like, the McDonald's employee budget leaked? Like, McDonald's released this tool for their employees who who they pay dirt poor wages. And they were like, here's a way you can live on 40 hours of a McDonald's salary. And it included food stamps. Right. Like it included food stamps. It had no money for heat. It had, it had like, it had no money for fucking anything. Um, it was like a fantasy budget. I, I remember like seeing Congress people talking to the, talking to like, talking to like the CEO of McDonald's and being like, how could you live on this budget? You you fucking can't. Like, you know, the bigger problem is that, like, everybody's getting ripped off and it sucks. Um, but speaking of money, though, 
this is the first year that my corporation, Spite Incorporated, has turned a profit. Oh, congratulations. That's a big milestone. What Most businesses don't make money for, what, three years? Yeah, well, for me, I mean, I was doing... Spidey Corporate is like my comedy, my entertainment corporation. I started it in 2018. And so they were definitely, because I've been doing comedy since I was 12. So we can definitely count like 20 or 25 years of losses in there. No, it can't. Nope, it doesn't count to you, corporate. Actually, you're right. Hey, that's a really fucking good point. But, um, but I started Spite Incorporated and I just finished doing my books with my bookkeeper, my accountant, and we're getting a little tiny little refund. I'm really, really happy about it. Um, something that is interesting to boomers. So, so like, I'm going to take you on like a corporate tax adventure. I'm ready. Right now. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I love talking about taxes. I thought, I know you do. Boomers fucking love talking about taxes. Um, and then I'll uh, red pill you all on how, why you should underpay on your taxes every year. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll go first. I, I, I want to hear Please. about it. I want to get red pilled. Um, so, so one of the first things that Trump did under the Republican control of Congress was like pass this like massive tax cut. Um, and it mostly benefited the rich. Uh, but one of the benefits that was in there for a lot of other people was the idea that if you are like a one-person corporation or an S-corp or a single-person corporation, for example, like if you're a lawyer, like you're kind of the only person in your corporation. Like if you're a doctor, you're like a one-man corporation. You know what I mean? So like uh, it was – so S-corps got a 20% like off-the-top tax cut. And what that encouraged pe- – a lot of people to do was incorporate. Like before then, every time I made money doing comedy, I put it on my Schedule C on my regular ass normal person taxes. That's what I've been doing, and I, I'm getting fucked so hard this year. How badly are you getting fucked? I'm getting fucked real hard. I talked to my accountant. Did I, it's real bad. It's real bad. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I don't have to hear the number, but I'm really sorry to hear that. I'll tell you the number. I'm not telling them the number. You do not but- have to tell them. But, but like, you know, some years in comedy, I would owe like $3,000, $4,000 in taxes on it's my good. Schedule C. But I started Spite Incorporated so I could take advantage of this sweet, sweet tax cut. I was like, oh my God, 20%. Off the top, holy shit, I really, really use that tax cut. Because there are some years when on my Schedule C, I've owed thousands of dollars. Because when you work in entertainment, you often get paid in full. Like, I wrote a bunch of scripts for Dr. Oz one year, uh, for some cartoons for Dr. Oz. If you Google, like, Dr. Oz cartoons, I wrote those cartoons. And they would just send me checks. Like, they, like I was, it wasn't W-2. I wasn't, like, an employee of Dr. Oz. I didn't work for Oscorp. It was just like, all right, here's some goddamn money. And so, you know, you got to pay tax on the money at the end of the year. It's a self-employment tax, which yeah. people might not know. Which is two times. Oh, I definitely know, because it's 14.2 fucking percent. That is two times what you pay, empl- employed viewer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, if you have a job, uh, like a forty-hour week regular ass job, um, your employer pays the employment tax. But if you don't, and then you pay employee tax, which is the money they take out of your paycheck every week. Medicare and Social Security. Medicare, Social Security. Uh, in New York, we have to pay state and local taxes out of every paycheck. Mm-hmm. Uh, some unemployment, um, and then uh, also disability. Uh, and now in New York, I think in 2020, they take out a couple of bucks for family paid leave. Um, so, so, you know, all those little taxes, like you pay half, your employer pays half. And when you're paid in full, you have to pay the employee half and the employer half uh-huh. on your Schedule C. So, for this S-Corp, pay, I, I got all, I got checks made out to Spite Incorporated this year. So, like... When YouTube sends me like a t- tiny bit of ad revenue, they send it to Spite Incorporated. I had to open up a business checking account. I got a business credit card. I had all this stuff paid and accounted. And in the end, I spent so much money on incorporating QuickBooks, payroll tax software, uh, licenses, local taxes, state taxes, an accountant that I totally zeroed out the 20% <laughs> that I was saving 
in this fucking thing. So I went to all this goddamn trouble. I like, I started a corporation. I have 200 shares of stock. I have an accountant now. His name is Chucks, not Chuck. Chucks. What? He's, How is that his he's name? He's from Africa. He's a nice guy. Okay. He's also an actor. Excellent. My buddy who works at uh, Colbert, I was like, because he has an S-Corp as well, and he makes a lot more money than me. And so he was like, you should go to these guys. And it's this firm of accountants who are also all actors. Oh, that's amazingly terrifying. <laughs> The reason I like it is because it's like, yeah, I need a, I need another scumbag who can tell me where all the scumbag actor comedian deductions are. For example, I'm an entertainment corporation. So if I want to take like a sketch comedy writing class, that's deductible because it's an education expense. It's education that's directly related to my field. Write that all off. You are correct, sir. That's the only way we can fight back against this 14.2% bullshit. Yeah, no. I'll tell you, uh... The the, wor- the rules about costuming expenses. Yes. Very loose. Yes. Very loose. Now, there are, now for example, yeah. if you got to buy a McDonald's uniform, you can deduct that. But if you work at a restaurant and you've got to dress nice, you can't deduct that. Which is bullshit. But uh-huh. you're a stage performer. Exactly. You, you're, the only standard your costume has to meet is that you cannot use it as normal wear. So, like, if you're a stripper and you buy a sexy stripper outfit, you can deduct that. You know what? That parrot purse? I don't think that's normal wear. No. Who? I, if you don't mind, I'd like to introduce an all-new segment of the Loudest Podcast called Parrot Purse Jones. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Go grab that shit. It's in the kitchen. It's uh, next to my apron. Look at how cute it is. Rock. I'm Parrot Purse Jones. It's Kate Spade. I call, I'm a Kate Spade bay that costs $400. And I guess I'm satirizing the rich. Hey, poor people. I'm going to eat you like seed. See, it's a parody because it's a it's a satire on uh, lotteries. Because you remember that time mm-hmm. we were in Baltimore yeah. and that guy said they don't work. Veterinarians don't work on parrots because they're walking like they die so easily. They do die really See, easily. So the purse holds money. Just like lottery winners hold money, but they also die very quickly because... Mm-hmm. Uh, they're more apt to get murdered. Yeah, exactly. They're more apt to get murdered. Or than, overdose on drugs. They're like Mike Tyson themselves. They just throw themselves into cocaine and hookers so hard that they go bankrupt. I, I get... <laughs> I have never been there, but I can relate. See, it's satire. It's a satire. Rock! Don't get your feathers in a twist! Poor cucks. Rock on paired purse Jones. And scene. Now you can write off this entire case. We should not purse. be bragging about the tax fraud we're committing. Tax fraud? I can... P- Yo, paired purse Jones? People are paying $15 to watch this right now on Patreon. Literally, paired purse Jones just produced income for you. Yeah, I'm claiming this income. I have the right. I have the right. The government... <laughs> <laughs> The government. You know what I fucking hate about tax time? Tell me. Is it's not even just paying taxes that pisses me off. It's the fact that does your accountant do that thing where they enter in, like, as soon as, I don't know why it does this. Maybe it's just my bank or maybe it's just my accountant. But as soon as my accountant enters in the amount of money I'm paying for taxes, it will sit there as a pending withdrawal for literally like three and a half weeks. And it pisses me off. It's like thousands of dollars are pending going out of your account. Just take it, assholes. Just fucking take it. If you're going to rob me, you don't need to drag me across a plane of broken glass first. Just fucking take my wallet. I fucking hate that shit. Yours does it too? Well... I have not, I overpay my taxes like to a ridiculous amount. Stupid. I know. I'm, yeah, I get it. I've heard the the boom, the classic boomer line like, that's an interest free loan to the government. It is. It's an interest. That's exactly, that's not a boomer line. That is exactly what it is. 
Some boomer lines are also true. Hey, early to bed, early to wise does make you healthy, wealthy, and wise. It's just also a real boomer thing to say. Hey, kids, I'm going to teach you about taxes. Ready? Okay. All right. So there are two ways you cannot get sued by the government <laughs> when you are self-employed and paying your own taxes. Number one is to pay exactly what you owe in taxes for that year within a 10% margin. You can go 10% over. You can go 10% under. Uh, if you are outside of that range, you get a penalty. You get a penalty that is a percentage of your income. Or you can pay exactly what you paid last year, up to a but, but if you underpay by a certain percentage, I think it's like 10 or 20, per, 10 or 15% of what you actually owe, you have to pay a fee. And goddamn, did I underpay this year? Guess what the fee was, though? I'm going to say $15. 13 motherfucking dollars. That's really good. <laughs> 13 fucking dollars. Now, oh. again, I want to be very clear. Sriracha is talking about self-employment income on a Schedule C. 2018, Sriracha made some money. 2019, Sriracha made bank. Yeah, uh, I basically doubled my income. <laughs> I've been paying uh, employment taxes on like half of the amount of money. I have this amazing set of uh, texts. <laughs> my accountant sends me a message. And she says, please make sure you keep track of your income very closely this year so you can pay these taxes correctly. And I respond, I guess I was drunk or something. I respond back, I don't want to pay my taxes correctly. Paying taxes is an interest-free loan you give to the government. I actually did say I 100 believe you sent that drunk to your accountant. And she says, that is why you had to pay a penalty this year. (laughs) And I said, a small price to pay for freedom. (laughs) definitely was fucking drunk you see this is your account made the point that i was about to make which is you know the reason i give an interest-free loan to the government the reason i like i don't take any deductions the reason that like it's just like yeah just fucking like half my paycheck from my temp job just goes fuck me up fam just i'm like just fucking take it because you know what i'm paying I'm paying the I make poor decisions tax. That's the tax I'm paying. I'm too dumb to properly. I'm too like I'm too dumb to put away a little bit of money each month for my taxes and I'm and pay them quarter like I don't want to be bothered. I'd rather be like, oh, wow, I got a huge tax refund this year. And it's like, yeah, you mean your money that you overpaid to the government? You're getting some of it back? Yeah, this magic money. I I won the lottery this year. Because you're not taking into account, because you motherfuckers don't take into account the opportunity cost of that money. How much money did you overpay? Like, let's say it was $5,000. If you actually did take that fucking asshole on YouTube's advice and put it in a fucking index fund, you would have 8% more money and then you could just withdraw it and pay it off. Yeah, I know, but I'm... But I'd probably spend that money on Poker Man cards. Have you seen the new Poker Man? No, are they good? Now, for the longest time, I've been a 151-er or nunner. Just like the Pokemon end at Mew... Mew's the last Pokemon. I start playing this Pokemon Go, though. They're introducing Pokemon from the Sinnoh region and the Minnow region and the Lime Jinjo region. <laughs> and there's a cute little mouse Pokemon named, like, Minichino. Aww. I'm going to pull a picture of it. I like Starly. That's my favorite new gen. It's the little burb. <laughs> and what's on the burb's nose? A, a little heart. Oh, <laughs> I don't Wait, remember. I may be thinking of a different... Wait, Starmie? Starly. Starly. Okay, hold on. I'm looking this up. Yeah, look it up. I found Starly. No, you're right. Starly is a little bird. He's cute. Look at his little face. I do like his, I do like his little face. But there is a Pokemon named P-Dove. He's a pigeon Aww. who you love. P-Dove. Or he's half pigeon, half dove. I'm not sure. But anyway, he has a giant heart on his breast... And then his nose also looks like a little heart with a beak in the middle. Oh. Yeah, Peter rules. When I was a kid, I used to play Poker Man's, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, ha-ha, stupid trainers. Why would you only have a water Pokemon? Don't you know that you need multiple types to fight against virtual traders? And now I'm 26 playing Pokemon. I'm like, ooh, my seventh Starly this week. Excellent. Yeah, I know, I know. It's fun <laughs> to have these little cute little teams. I only want the birds. That's all I want. That's all I give a shit about. And then here's... What's that about Minchino? Let me see. He's like a little mouse with a big fluffy tail. And he's got these big ears. And it's like, all right, you got me. 
You got me. Minchino's probably Pokemon number 13,805. I don't care. He's real cute. I really like this little guy. That's why I like... That's one of the reasons why I like Digimon a little bit more than Pokemon is because Digimon, they transform into big angry things, but then when they're not battling, they go back to being their cute little small boys. I didn't know that. Yeah, when you fuck up a Pokemon, you're fucked up for life. That's why Ash didn't evolve Pikachus because he was like, you're going to be ugly when you're around you. That's right. Look it up. The Lieutenant Surge episode. Okay. I thought he didn't want to evolve Pikachu because Pikachu would lose his agility. He didn't want to evolve him because Pikachu is good the way he is. I'm being sarcastic. Okay. (laughs) Thank God. I don't know. I I remember the episode where Pikachu fought Raichu. Because I remember Ash was thinking about evolving Pikachu. And Raichu was just like fucking beating up Pikachu like the whole stage of Democratic candidates beat the shit out of Michael Bloomberg tonight. Yeah. Lieutenant Surge, the electric gym, he has a Raichu, and the Raichu fucking owns Pikachu, and he's like, get out of here, boy. You're not gonna be able to beat me, so you gotta... That Pikachu becomes a Raichu. And then somebody gives him a uh, Thunderstone, and he he doesn't have the balls to use it, so instead he teaches Pikachu agility or something. Exactly. That's how they beat the Raichu. Exactly. And then, and then Pikachu... Is just zipping around the stage, just like Amy Klobuchar, just zipping up and zipping down, um, and uh, and that's how he won. Yeah, but actually, you're making a lot more sense. I really did buy the narrative of Pikachu agility is better. Probably should have thought of this from a cold, calculating Bloombergian perspective of Pikachu sell more toys, Pikachu cuter, need cute Pokemon. For cartoon kid like cute Pokemon, he's stuck around for what, like forty years now. How old is the Pokemon franchise? It's it is over twenty years old because Pokemon Go came out for the twentieth anniversary, and we think of Pokemon Go as this old game no one plays anymore because we were told four years ago to Pokemon Go to the polls. <laughs> Pokemon Go to the polls, and it's still funny to me. By the way, it is. If Bernie Sanders told me like. You gotta get out there and Pokemon go to the polls. I'd be like, <laughs> classic, classic Bernard. Well, what, I'm trying to think of a modern, like, what would the modern version, cringy version of that be? Okay, well, what's the game, people? What's the game? TikTok. All the- TikTok. TikTok, you time to vote for presidents running out. We need, you need to spend less time on TikTok and more time on VitVote. You need to spend less time on TikTok and more time walk, walk. <laughs> I like that. You gotta, you're, you're, you're there with Ninja in Fortnite, but you gotta vote right for me, Bernie Sanders. Blah. I'm also Dracula. Blah. <laughs> I like the idea of Bernie Sanders as Dracula. A lot. Just sucking money from the state. Some sort of communist vampire. But sticks a straw. Jane. (laughs) Jane, where's my stainless steel straw? I'm going to redistribute all your blood into my mouth. (laughs) How about we do some voicemails? All right, let's listen to the voicemails. I sent you the good ones today. This is going to be off. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, we're going to be great. <laughs> All right, hold on. Hey, Asterios and Saranja. Hey. Uh, hey, y'all. Big fan. Thank you. Love what you guys do. Quick question, though. Uh, who wins in a fist fight between Heathcliff and uh, Garfield? Yeah. I, I eagerly await your answer. Okay. I mean, I... Th- I honestly think I can answer this one. Would you like to go first? Let's say it on three. Let's say our answer on All right, three. All right, fine. One, one, two, two three. three. Heathcliff. Heathcliff. Yeah, yeah, because Garfield's a lazy piece of shit. Garfield's a lazy piece of shit, obviously. Like, take that as red. He's not going to get there on Monday. He, he hates waking up, blah, blah, blah. Heathcliff eats entire fish bones out of the garbage can. Yeah. Heathcliff is living that lean, mean, Japanese women don't get older fat diet. Yeah. Meanwhile, Garfield... uh. 2D pig disgusting American mm-hmm. is slobbing all over lasagna, spaghetti, pizza. It's disgusting. Heathcliff doesn't even need to fight. He just needs to wait five years for Garfield to have his inevitable heart attack. Garfield has feline diabetes, right? He just We just don't see that. He definitely does. He also has feline HIV. Arlene. Yikes. Yikes. A big yikes. Goodness gracious. He's famous. You don't think he's going to get caught up in the trappings of fame? He can't even get up in the trappings of a salad. No, of course he will. All right. I'm glad we both agree. Heathcliff wins. Garfield does have a mallet. Devil's advocate for a second. Garfield smashes alarm clocks with a mallet. 
And I think he also crushes mice. The mice get up after. Like, he does beat the shit out of mice. What am I saying? Heathcliff. Yeah. Heathcliff's not a tiny mouse. Heathcliff's like a fucking alley cat. And Garfield can't even kill one of those mice. Mice yeah, are very fragile. Yeah, I know. Jesus Christ, you could scare them to death. Heathcliff could beat the shit out of Garfield. Now I'm imagining, it's like, well, you know, Garfield can kill a lot of alarm clocks with that hammer. They're not moving. Like, Garfield is probably swinging that hammer in slow motion. Right, yeah, because his diabetes ridden sight. Like, he can only see about 50% of what a normal cat can see because the glaucoma's gotten so bad. The diabetes is just infiltrating his vision. I think the reason he can kick Odie off the table is that Odie is probably, like, Dal- Dalmatian-style inbred. I mean, like, He seems Odie- pretty fucking dumb. I bet Odie, like, forgets to breathe sometimes, and they have to, like... They have to, like, massage his neck until he remembers to breathe. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, this uh, next voicemail is called Fun Fact. Fun Fact. Ooh. Out of the names of all states in the United States of America, not a single one uses the letter Q. That's not a very fun fact. I mean, that's true, but there's a bunch of other... Would the, it, it? I don't think that's a fun fact because there are other letters that that qualifies. Oh, I can't name one. I mean, Z. Z. Arizona. Oh, shit. You're right. What about X? X-Oming. But true, it's not fun to say X isn't in any state name because X isn't in anything. Wait, is X in state? Hold on. I have to look this up now. I have to look this up. I'm sorry. I'm looking this up. Can I ask you a question while you're looking it up? Of course. I'm I'm really going to sound like a smooth brain here, but when is Y considered a vowel? You know how they say uh, A-E-I-O-U and sometimes Y? Why is Y only sometimes? Okay, first off, X is in Texas and New Mexico. Shit, you're right. It's in twice the states. Holy fuck, I'm a smooth brain. That is a fun fact. I never thought of that. You know what? I can't believe I took a dump on this fun fact. Okay, first off, I think the fun is in learning the other letters that do have X. Oh, but you got to give credit to this fact. No, this, this is fact a great put us fun on fact. a fun adventure. Yeah. All right. I apologize. That was a fun this fact. This is a 10 out of 10 voicemail. Whoever you are, sir, call back in again and leave us another fun fact. Yeah, we want more fun facts, actually. That is really, really. Beat no Nevada. Oh, fuck. That is probably the only letter. Wow. Mm. I need to look that up later. But that's really interesting. Why is Y only? Okay. So here's my educated guess. Okay. Why is a vowel when there are no other vowels in the word, like in the word gypsy? Right. Or fly. Yeah. Is that correct? Or sky. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why sometimes why, but I I just, it's one of those things I just take for granted, like gravity. I don't know how gravity works. I don't know how my tax refund work. I just give the money to the government to give me some of the money back. And thank God, I don't know, $9,000 like some other people on this podcast. Some other people here. Um, I assumed it was something with pronunciation. Like, I assumed that that originated when English was not the most common language spoke, mm. like when everyone was speaking like some weird Franken blend of German and Dutch and English was relatively so because you put specific stress on a vowel, I feel like. Yeah. There's there's not much I can add to this conversation. I'm so sorry. I I was terrible at phonics. I would like it was weird. As a kid I always knew the rules. I just didn't know how to describe them like like I could write a sentence perfectly and they would be like they they would be like where's the verb noun and adverb I'd be like I don't know but yeah. you can agree I wrote the sentence right and they'd be like you win this round coconuts See that was my education experience but I never won that round <laughs> Oh god damn now we're both professional writers Yeah really so suck my ass teachers <laughs> Today I was like sitting in a chair writing a shitload of headlines for this new campaign and I just thought to myself, like, wow, you're getting paid money right now to write a bunch of this crap. Good for you, Coconuts. You did it. You wanted to be a writer since you were a kid. Now you're a writer. Sure, it wasn't the stuff you thought you'd write. In fact, what you're writing is trash. Pure garbage, in fact. Did I tell you about the... Did I tell you that I recently pitched a flossing squid? No, excuse me. Tell me what. Okay. There's a new product. I can't name the product, but... 
it needs a mascot. They're like, they're like, we, 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 it needs a mascot. They're like, we know we want a mascot. We don't know what they look like. Are they a monster? Are they human? What's their name? What are they into? We don't know nothing, but they need a mascot. And so I put together like five slides. I was like, you need a flossing squid. I want to see a squid flossing with all, with all those arms. Cause squids have eight arms or I don't know. The ones that, they got a lot of arms. They could do all, they could be super flossers. They're just flossing, flossing, flossing. And I assume they immediately handed you two million dollars and said, thank you for your service. <laughs> they were like, okay. First thing that was said in the room when I pitched this is, does the squid have to floss? Really? Yes. And I'm like, Yes, it does. Yeah, obviously, you stupid fucking boomer. It has to floss. It's the whole thing. It's the flossing squid. Literally, the name of the PowerPoint I put together was flossing squid. I wrote a whole spot where the squid's flossing. And then they're like, we like the squid. I'm like, I, and I go, I go, frankly, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. If this squid doesn't floss, I don't think it's a good mascot. Why is it even here? I don't <laughs> want just floss. a squid. A squid doesn't make sense. The, the thing is, it flosses, and it's flossing with more arms and legs than a traditional flosser would floss with. Yeah, it could, like, floss at two times the speed. That's exactly, That's and amazing. with double the effect, the double the efficacy. That's it's flossing underwater. Amazing. Yeah. My plan was, and I, I even explained this to them. I said, the idea is this mascot is so stupid, it's just a flossing squid. It's so dumb that people will tweet about it. Yeah, people will gawk tweet at it. Exactly. I said, what I'm chasing here is consumer millennial outrage. I even put in the in the deck, I put that picture, uh, uh, how do you do, fellow kids, of uh, Steve Buscemi from that episode of 30 Rock. Amazing. Yeah. Where, where Jack Donnie hires him to, put, to hire Steve Buscemi to be a private detective. I even put that on, I'm like, millennials are going to make fun of this, but when they make fun of it, they will be spreading awareness about our new brand and product. That's why Gun Girl still lives and breathes, <laughs> because all you fucking simps keep retweeting her into millionairedom. Yeah, I know. What you got to do, if you don't like something, you start rid of oxygen. You don't talk about it at all. Exactly. But, but like, Gun Girl went to Kent State the other day with a gun, and like, a bunch of protesters, like, protested her off campus, and I'm reading headlines from, like, different realities. CNN is like, brave protesters chase evil gun girl off campus. Fox News is like, cowardly liberals. <laughs> cowardly frozen liberal. peaches are squashed once again. <laughs> Squash hot girls, frozen peaches, won't let her bring her gun. And it's just like, everybody, everybody wins here when you engage with this shit. Yeah. Everybody wins. Can I just put a little, uh, the kids have these things called imagines. I don't and know it's, what that is. Uh, it is uh, about to explain it for you. Okay. And imagine is a short little spot. It's a short little moment of bliss, mm. moment of zen, mm. as you would. Mm. And it's, it's kind of like a haiku in a way in that it describes a perfect little moment in time. And oh. usually it's having sex with a One Direction member. <laughs> but I'm going to postulate an, emo an imagine for if you are liberal-leaning, I would like you to close your eyes and just imagine. Imagine you are a college student. Imagine Gone Girl comes to your college. Imagine no one gives a shit. No one cares. She stands outside, trying to trigger people by interviewing them and telling them that she's a woman of color and that uh, gay people are unnatural. And everyone just keeps walking by. Perhaps they go to the cafe. They're studying. They're laughing. They're completely ignoring her. In time, she fades into uh, the obscurity that is the inevitable fate of any YouTuber or anyone that lives off of attention if it's their lifeblood. You go on with your life. You graduate. You start a family. You start a business. You live a happy life, and you can forget that Gun Girl even exists. When do I get to have sex with a One Direction member? Uh, yesterday. Also, Niall Horan is there. Oh, he wants okay, to suck good. your penis. All right, now there's something in this for me. <laughs> All right, let's listen to another. Let's listen to another voicemail. Hi, Sirius and Sriracha. It's your friend Bunny. Oh, um, Bunny, Bunny. I just saw Sirius' oh, yeah. tweet about good voicemail. So I wanted to tell you about this beautiful pigeon that I saw. It's <gasps> like a very hot bird. It was white and it had black spots all over it. It had a beautiful green neck. And I went to take a picture of it, but there was a lady shitting on the corner, so I couldn't because I didn't want to take a photo of her and get arrested. Anyway, happy days. 
Well, first of all, if she's shitting outside, she has no reasonable expectation of privacy. That's exactly right. She's making a public spectacle. She's waiving her right to privacy by doing... Also, she's breaking the law. That's a sex criminal. You gotta photograph that for evidence. Also, oh man, I was so close to fucking naked myself. And then I heard this. It's beautiful. This is beautiful. Now, this isn't imagined. This isn't imagined for bird lovers. This is maybe the first good voicemail. This is the only good voicemail. Ever got. And maybe the first one we do. I guess that's why you titled this file, quote, Bunny Prevents My Suicide. Yeah, you should read the file names because I put a lot of work into that. <laughs> okay. This next, well, this next file name is called Baloney Pony is Drunk as Fuck. Hi, uh, Asterios and Sarantia. This is Just Baloney Pony. wanted yeah, to say how much I love you guys. We love you too, people. I listen love you too. to the podcast every Monday or m- m- maybe Tuesday <laughs> okay. if I can't make it. Uh, There's another 30. There's another 40 Sorry, guys. seconds of this. Sorry, guys. This is Ramble. Ramble. Cat. Seven. Ramble. Oh. <laughs> 7 a.m. Have you been drinking uh, since 7 a.m.? Uh, I, I had no yeah, idea. I will say that you are the light in my life. Aww. Um, Okay, let's cut her off there. All right, there was how. Thank you, Baloney Pony. Was there anything else in that voicemail that we had to hear? I don't think so. I don't think. So. Thank you, BP. Thank you very much. All right, this next one is called "Drunk Guy Tells a Story About a Gun." <laughs> oh God, what did you do? What is this? <laughs> I uh, didn't listen to the whole thing. It's very long. All right, this is another but, one we're gonna have to cut off. I'm and- engaged. All right, serious, Rocha. All right, here is the time. Say the story about the time. Some dude. Show his gun at a Yu-Gi-Oh! regional. Entry-gaged. <gasps> no, Entry-gaged already. It was a shitty regional. We were all packed in there. Barely. And everyone fucking saw it because of that fact. They're called duelists. I was not really that much involved. I was literally just at a table. Table, like, like not even like a... Maybe like a few feet away from the dude. Until suddenly this dude gets up. And then he says, do you want to take it outside? Oh my god. And then this oh. motherfucker... This genius, this mad lad, shows his, pulls up his shirt and shows that he has a fucking gun in his pants. <laughs> and everyone starts freaking out. Everyone starts. Now we can rule out this as an NRA regional. And it just goes down. It's so fucked up. Um, so anyway, nothing really else happened. The dude got removed by like the dude. Got removed by the judges, and the cops came. <laughs> by the judges? Yeah, that'd be but, a, you know, What kind of regional is this? Did we ever establish that? A it? fucking dude pulled a gun out. It was still fucking amazing. It's lit as fuck. All right, I'm going to stop the voicemail here. I mean, they are, again... They're called duelists, right? Like, <laughs> they have dual discs and they engage in duels. It's like, can you really blame a guy for just taking this to the next level? Exodius. Obliterate! Bang, bang, bang! <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> now that's what I call a dark magician. Keep going. That's all the Yu-Gi-Oh! What about the again. one where you have to put together five cards? Or is that Exodius? That's Exodius. I, that's all I know. Is that's <laughs> one thing where you gotta put together five cards. <laughs> Wow. Smith and Wesson, obliterate. You know, we know a guy, and I don't want to say his name. We know a guy that works on the Yu-Gi-Oh cartoon. We do. I'm going to text him. I'm going to text him right now. Have you heard about the Yu-Gi-Oh gun incident? The Yu-Gi-Oh gun guy? All right. <laughs> Amazing. I'm, oh, my God. I'm just going to pause it. I'm, just, I'm really just going to text it right now. Right? Go for it. I think he's in my phone as Yu-Gi-Oh guy. Yu-Gi-Oh gun guy? <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh is not... You, yep. First name, last name, and then the phrase Yu-Gi-Oh guy. It's time to do, 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 die. Bang, bang. It's a little joke for all you Yu-Gi-Oh live stream watchers because usually it says did it did duel did it did die. All right, I just texted him. Hey, did you hear about the Yu-Gi-Oh gun guy? Excellent, excellent, amazing. All right, we're gonna roll. Let's do one more. Okay. All right, let's do one more. Hey, Asterios, this is Tinker, the uh, fasting guy. Oh, the fasting guy, my fasting guy. I just wanted to say that I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, try and do a lengthways fast. So that is uh, eating one day a week during Lent, probably just on Sunday. Uh, Day might change. I don't know. But anyway, just a... calling in because you were looking for good voicemails and I figured I would give you another bad one Uh, (laughs) but really also because uh, peer pressure helps 
I guess. It does. All right. Yeah. You have a good day. That's my snake juice guy. Remember a couple episodes ago I told you? This guy's like, I'm not going to eat for 40 days. I'm just going to drink snake juice. Yeah, this guy's great. Can you please call in? At multiple stages during your fast and tell us if you are maintaining it, how it is going. I can't, I would love a voicemail saga just of this guy slowly losing his sanity because he's like not eating vegetables or anything. Well, he's not going to be crazier than Baloney Pony. First off, Baloney Pony drunk is, is going to be cra- is crazier than the guy who does not for 40 days. She's so cute. I know, she's adorable. All right, well, hey, that's it for the loudest podcast this week. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Love you.